Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside the dancing Jamie, Dan, and Joe. How are we doing, guys? Well, What's up? What up is? I saw I saw much like Raw that the the ratings were declining, so I thought I'd make my return. I'm back <laughs> on my part-time contract. You brought in the big guns. Much yeah, like bro. I'm considering myself to be Goldberg in this situation. Yeah, brought you back on less I money. Back. <laughs> less money on that part-time contract. Bob How was your um, how was your, your holiday? I know you've missed the last two episodes. Was it the Lake District you went to? It was the Lake District, yes. I mean, I would have only missed one episode, but we decided to delay an episode because other people decided to be away as well. How disrespectful, by the way. They had but, a wonderful uh... time, did Jan and Joe. We spoke about it in a couple of episodes ago. I want to know how your holiday was. Yes, it was very, very good. I mean, we went away um, from the Friday till the following Sunday. The weather was beautiful. Uh, then it decided to just have hailstorms and thunder from the Wednesday to the sa- Wednesday to the Friday. Yes, yeah, so when that, you're in a tent, nice. weren't you? And we were in a tent, so yes. there was a little bit of leakage, but we're okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing got destroyed. Well, you're getting uh, old now, Jamie. There's going to be a bit of leakage now throughout the years. Hey, well, <laughs> and yeah, when I said we went to the lakes, had lots of ice cream, kayaked on Windermere, got some grass made gingerbread. I mean, what what more would you? Ooh, I hope you what got more some. Do you want Kendall mint cake? They sell that in the lakes. We yeah. did, get, yes, because it's in Kendall. <laughs> well, yes, obviously that's what I'm saying. So I hope you got. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes got some. I didn't. I, I've got some grass made gingerbread. That's all I need. I and hope you then, got the Kendall mint cake that's not covered in chocolates, just the normal mint itself. Why would you want Mis- to cover well, Kendall mint cake in, in chocolate? It's pure. They do. Anyway. They sell it with chocolate. I, I think yeah. I've got some in the cupboard. What mountains not with the are you guys climbing in in Blackpool? What mountains do you have around there? Us, we have the tower, Blackpool Tower. The that's tower. a mountain in <laughs> have itself. You walked, have you walked up those steps? Uh, no, <laughs> Mercedes is one of the only people in the world that I know that gets brown Kendall mint cake. Oh, why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> yes, that is a different option as well. Just but, get um, the normal mint cake. And then, obviously, Friday... Our, our, our um, yeah. American and foreign listeners will be thinking, what is Kendall mint cake. The best way to describe it is it's just a slab of mint. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, just like a, it's like a pure sugary mint bar. We don't have it down south, mind. We, we don't have it down here. The only reason I know it is because I've been quiz hosting for eight, nine years. So I know it through because Edmund Hillary put in an order to take boxes of it Everest. So that's the only reason I know of Kendall mint cake. But I've never seen one. Like, my parents are from, one of my parents is from Yorkshire, like, and I've never seen it. I'm gonna have to keep an eye. I'll Just order it on Amazon. Foods. I think you can get it on Amazon. Who orders Kendall mint cake on Amazon? Who's, who's doing that? <laughs> yeah, that prime, you have to go to the That's what we it. did. There it is. A pack of eight 
for seven pound twenty six. Why would you pay that when you can go pay four pounds in the lakes for one because, bar? Yeah, because this is eight <laughs> bars for eight pounds. But you get the unique pounds. experience of buying it next to a lake. But I mean, like I said, it it was a good week, and then we got to watch Jonathan Cena in the Suicide Squad on the Friday evening, so that was a good evening as well. Yes, we've seen the Suicide Squad as well. I'm pleasantly surprised about how good it was. Yes, John Cena was the best part about that movie. There you go. There's your wrestling for you. Have you seen it, Dan <laughs> and Joe? No, we don't do cinema that often. And to be honest, after the restrictions are still in place in Wales, they get lifted on Saturday. Well, but, hey. uh, no, no, we haven't seen it. Uh, I'll probably watch it when it goes on ATV, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. It's a decent movie, and John Cena's pretty decent in it as well. I'm surprised you... you guys could see him. But I've got to say, good thing as well, for any of our US and international listeners, The Suicide Squad is released in cinemas this Friday on the 6th of August, and simultaneously on HBO Max as well. Ooh. Well, lovely. We, got got a week early. Early. <laughs> we did get it a week early for a change. Sometimes we do get things a week early. We got the last Jurassic World a week early and the latest Terminator film a week early as well. We, didn't get Pokemon Go early, we had to wait an extra two weeks for Pokemon Go. For well, that's probably for the best. We should never have got it. I mean, we had, to wait. I love it. we had to wait over a year for the WWE Network when that originally launched in the US of A and now... I remember when the network was originally announced and they said, yeah, that it'll follow on in a few months or a few weeks in the UK. And they gave a date. And I think I was still living in Wales at the time and I'd been back to see family in Blackpool. And I was on the train on the way back and it was in November from what I remember. And it was cold and it was damp and it was wet. And I just got the train from Blackpool to Manchester, got on the train at Manchester to go back to South Wales. And... It came up on my phone, oh, WWE, and it was supposed to be the day, and I was looking forward to getting home and watching it, and it said, WWE Network delayed in the UK indefinitely with, like, no new day, and I was absolute gutted. I was wet through, I was cold, and I was like, oh, this is great. At least when I get home, I can get warm, and I can watch the network, and I can just back catalogue. The first thing that I'll just tune into will be something I've seen a million times anyway, because that's always I can't what wait do. to watch One Night Stand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the Royal Rumble 2001 that I just watched on VHS a week or two before. Um, best Rumble ever. Oh, I know, it's Best Rumble ever. And yeah, and it got delayed, and I remember it was something to do with the Sky deal, like the satellite TV rights over here, wasn't it? They hadn't officially sorted it all out and yeah why you give a date and a launch date for something that was still up in the air i don't know and i think it got delayed by like another well, like good three to six months or something didn't it i think I so mean, but we've got it now and that's the main thing we still got it and america doesn't so happy days yeah, so i'd much rather have it than peacock with the state that that is in america well do you see peacocks come to sky that's what I was about Peacock to say. Is. It was a nice segue to the news, I'm sure. I mean, Peacock is coming to Sky. What's that going to do with the WWE Network? Because WWE in the UK has got an exclusive deal with BT Sport. I would Peacock assume, is going to be with Sky. I would assume the network will stay in the UK because the rights are with BT, not with Sky. Well, NXT UK is filmed in the BT Sport arena, so it, yeah. it makes sense. For, and I tell you what, BT are doing a fantastic job with WWE. The coverage is really good. The adverts are really good. It flows really well. It tapes perfectly. I hope they don't. I hope they just keep it as it is because it works really well. I think the only thing that's going to happen with Peacock is it's just going to be like an extra app 
kind of like Netflix or Amazon. I know you guys don't have Peacocks, so you're not, not sure what it's like, but you get live TV, you get live sports and everything in the US, which I'm sure you're not going to do over in the UK. So I think well, this is this is why I mean, on demand <laughs> platforms like all your shows. But this is interesting why Peacock's coming over anyway. I've been reading a lot of forums like, oh, Joe's dying. Good God <laughs> almighty. You're right there, Joe. Dear God. Um, Peacock <laughs> itself and reading some forums like Digital Spy and a lot of broadcasting forums that I'm on, TV forums. Nobody seems to know how it's going to work because a lot of the shows are already attributed to either Sky platforms or different platforms that obviously have bought the rights for UK showing. So... Peacock wise, like what's gonna what's gonna be? I know it's not gonna cost any more over here. It's gonna be part of the Sky package. Um, so what? But what is the pull? What is the need for Peacock to be over here when everything is already shown and is distributed to Sky and shown on their linear channels or on their on-demand services anyway? Yeah, it'll be, it might be a bit like um, Sky Atlantic, what they had with HBO when Game of Thrones was on. It'd be like another um, Sky channel, but it'll have like exclusive. Sky NBC. Yeah, Sky NBC. It'll be interesting like to see. And stuff like that. Parks and Rec, The Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It might just have an exclusive right with This Is Us and all these other shows that NBC do, but. Not we'll see. Sure. It, it seems pointless think- to me. I think it's just going to be, you know, like if you ever go on Sky and you go on box sets and it's like, here's Discovery Channel, here's here's Sky Atlantic, here's Comedy Central. I think Peacock's just going to be one of them. Yes. I mean, that really is all it can be, to be honest. I mean, then they're not going to merge the network over to Peacock over it. Not, not a category. Certainly not while BT have got yeah. the rights and they've got the rights for at least the next two or three years. And, that, and you can only imagine that they will, you know, recoup the rights and keep going because like you said Dan, the presentation and the quality of the programming as far as the way BT show it is very, very good. They certainly seem to treat WWE a lot better than Sky did through Sky Sports. So yes. I, sure. I just love I just love the like the reactions at this moment in time. As the true professional he is, Dan is currently watching AEW at the moment to catch up on all the wrestling needs. And he's currently watching Jericho and Nick Gage. And you can definitely tell the pizza cut has come out. Can <laughs> no, I, it's can light, I, the light tube segment, that's what my reactions are. That. Oh, it's so brutal. Like, what's going on did, with this? Did anybody see what happened with Nick Gage and uh, the Chris Jericho match and the uh, and the commercials? Dominoes, yeah. <laughs> Dominoes. Yes. Well, we might as well talk about that now. Then. So that was... That was obviously just massive coincidence, but Domino's ain't happy, are they? They are not well, happy. But Pabs Blue Ribbon, the beer company, basically said, well, we'll, we'll buy you out of your advertiser. We'll take it. And I think Matt Cardona, you know, trying to stay as relevant as he is, he's like taking pictures with Domino's pizzas and Pabs and tweeting about it. Oh, come on, mate. Stop being a troll. Well, for anyone that's been living under a rock that doesn't know, there was a section within the match where um, the old pizza cutter came out, Nick Gage, on Jericho, and then during the commercial, the pizza cutter was used to cut up a lovely Domino's pizza to advertise not, it's not to Domino's just the pizza. Commercial, because obviously with, with AEW, you do side by side, don't side you? Side by picture, side, picture, picture yeah. in picture, yeah. So it was just there, side by side of him there with a the pizza cutter, and then Domino's you... comes in going, "Would you like some pizza?" What are they going to do this week? So they got and Two Guerrero, known as the Juice. What are they going to do with that? They're going to have loads of like Sunny D adverts on picture in picture. <laughs> yeah. 
But have you have you seen the rumours though that Domino's weren't originally? Apparently, they were like blind. To, this is a rumour, so we can't say this is true. But the rumour is that they weren't even aware, and then somebody within the WWE effectively notified Domino's Pizza to start the backlash side of things. <laughs> I, I mean, think that what you want of it. I, I, I don't know if I believe that, but there seems to be a lot of weight behind that at the moment. Could you see that? Yeah, I could see it. They, yeah. you know, they, they're all watching each other. They say that they're not watching each other, but they 100% are. And if you see something like that, you'd be like, oh, let's see if we can stir the pot here a little bit, lose them some money. Yeah, I can see them doing it. And I, I reckon AEW probably do it back to them as well. I know you were away, Jamie, but I assume that you have watched at least, I, I, you probably watched a whole episode of Dynamite, but I assume you've at least watched the Jericho Gage match. What no, was I your. All, I watched all of Dynamite. So obviously, I had to take my laptop with me because I had some uh, work that needed to be done by the 30th of July. How oh, did you have Wi Fi in a tent? <laughs> well, you get Wi Fi at the, at the camp place, but I've got 5G oh. on my phone anyway with unlimited data. So I hotspotted sometimes when the Wi Fi was. It's hardly going camping if you go in somewhere where there's bloody Wi Fi. Honestly, I think they call it glamping. It's glamping. Yeah, it's I not it's like fake. I call it fanking fake <laughs> camping. Well, like, what's the point? Tent. You might as well just go in an hotel. Well, I, I wish I was in a hotel. No, I was still in a tent. And uh, obviously, I had to send some work in. So, whilst it, it was on the Thursday, I was doing my work. I was like, well, Dynamite's just been on. Obviously, I've got Fight TV. So, I just watched it on the Thursday on Fight TV on my phone. What was your thoughts on um, the Gage match then? It was all right. I mean, obviously, you could tell there was some points when Nick Gage, when he's, he wasn't really doing anything with the pizza cutter, was he? He was just kind of like, uh, no. just like rubbing it like which, on his side, like making Which it look... surprised me because we were talking on last week's episode yeah. um, that, you know, we thought, and it was more me than, than Dan and Joe, but I thought, oh, is he going to listen? Is he actually going to do what he's told? Like, and it seems like he did. It seems as if they've said, you know, don't brutalise Jericho too Because <laughs> in any other death match, he'd have taken that pizza cutter and sliced it across the head and, and in the he, mouth well exactly whereas on this like you say it, it it wasn't too close to the skin i think on parts of it it was more his finger his knuckles well, going match, into he, he it he did it on his he did it on his bicep and then jericho was selling yeah. it for about a minute and a half I'm like all right mate you've got a scratch get on with it it reminded me of in cage matches and triple h was the worst for this in cage and hell in a cell matches where i don't know somebody like batista or mcfoley or Shawn michaels whoever he was in a hell in a cell match with would great quote unquote grate his forehead against the steel cage but you could tell he had his hands up against the cage and his forehead there was about a good 10 15 centimeters between <laughs> his head and the cage and he was going oh no oh and he, forehead wasn't even touching it but to the crowd and even to the camera to an extent it looked as if he was grating it and that's how i saw the pizza cutter match but there was there was a good spot i don't know if you've even got up to it yet dan i uh, just finished spot. it just oh finished. fair enough so what were your thoughts then specifically on the hurricane run if we can call it that through the glass <laughs> tables type setup yeah, they were they were pretty much setting up for it um, half of the match, but it was pretty decent putting it through. I just felt sorry for the referee. I know they had gloves on, but she had to pile through for the three count through the actual shattered glass. I felt really bad for it. I cringed more at that than I think half of the match. I think it was very 
tame because they knew it was going to be on national telly. But it has shown, you know, it's given some people an appetite for death, those sort of death matches. The, the light tube things were the uh, worst spots that I saw when they were smashing them as well. You know, going they went across Jericho's back and then he did one straight across his face. You think, well, a shark could go in his eye, could do anything. It was mm. pretty brutal. But I've got to be fair, decent match. I'm looking forward to watching Juice versus Jericho as well. I think that'll be, I think they said their first match was like 25 years ago or something. Oh, God, yeah. In WCW. Nitro, yeah. Oh, no, it's, I think they said the last match they had was Wild Hog 98 or 99. Oh. 98 it was. Wild Hog 98, 98 was their last match they had. Sorry, unless it's in your quiz. I, I, like, I, like how they went <laughs> back. I like how they went back to the promo between them as well. In like, was it 2019, weren't it? That promo between mm. MJF and Chris Jericho. Yeah. But I don't know if any of you picked up on this, and it may lead next segment, was... MJF made a sly comment about CM Punk during his there promo. There was a lot of references to CM Punk specifically on that show. Um, Darby Allen as well, talking about who will be the best in the world. And I mean, it, like it, 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 it could have been a massive coincidence, but MJF, he, when he got up after the match and he said, as you lay there in hopefully the most pain you've ever been, it was, this is what CM Punk said in his pipe bomb to John Cena. He did, yeah. Hopefully as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, that's <laughs> what MJF said to Jericho. So, Imagine all this news. I mean, it's more or less been confirmed without being confirmed that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, but we'll concentrate on CM Punk here, is going to AEW. The show's in Chicago where he's rumoured to debut. There's been all these references. Imagine now it's just not CM Punk and CM Punk is just going for the ride on Twitter trolling like he likes to do and I don't know I don't know who it it's would Matt be. Cardona yeah I mean just <laughs> just him with the GCW championship here it is um just imagine if it's not I mean it is it is but imagine it's not after all this the ultimate trolling they it can't not be because the crowd would just crap on it and the reception the reception would be worse than the reception to the barbed wire explosion. <laughs> they got something planned for sure. They've kind of, like you said, already announced it without announcing it. Do you think this takes more hype away from it as rather than a surprise? It's one of those, me personally, where I think whichever way they go about it is the wrong way of doing it or the right way of doing it, depending who you ask. If you didn't advertise it or tease it should i say because they're not advertising it the wrong thing would be to say we have signed cm punk and he's going to because that's what wwe have done lately they 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 all these surprises they tend to spoil to try and get people to tune in i think mm -hmm. aw doing it the right way by dropping in these subtle things and basically saying he will be there without saying he's debuting and he's going to be there so they drum up the interest they drum up the buy rate they drum up the buys for the pay-per-view they get the viewing figures they get the money that's probably the right way of doing it uh, some people would say they don't want to know anything about it because just imagine that shock and surprise it's almost impossible these days to have a surprise in wrestling because somebody's going to leak something or something similar somewhere but <laughs> imagine nobody knowing about it and and you know cult of personality which will be his theme it's been more or less confirmed because nobody yeah. holds the rights that they can do um just imagine that hitting without anybody knowing i mean either way if that music hits and he debuts even though people aren't knowing 
it's going to be an absolute immense pop anyway. My only worry is, is that at the Chicago event, they're going to leave it till the end of the day, or end of the day, end of the event. So just all the way through, it's just going to be CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk chance. And I hope that just doesn't detract from the pop. I'm sure it won't. I just hope it doesn't detract from the pop that he gets when he finally does debut. It's the thing as well, though. No matter what, WWE, AEW, any show that's in Chicago, you'll always see on Twitter, there's a picture of CM Punk in the Chicago airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it doesn't even have like, to be him. It could just be someone else with a short brown black hair. There he is. Yeah, it's the same picture from CM Punk, which was like 2014 or whatever. <laughs> what's uh, What's your opinions on it, Joe, with CM Punk? Do you think they're doing the right thing by dropping these subs on or would you have preferred to have just been surprised if it's even entirely possible to do that in this day. I mean, I think AEW being clever with it, you know, they're certainly hinted at it, you know, Darby Allen's hinted at it, they're all hinted at it. I mean, as you said, nothing's really going to be a surprise. And CM Punk is such a character that he would just tease it anyway. So he would, I think you can't really keep it a surprise because, as you said, you know, CM Punk is such a well known figure, everyone know, knows who he is. I mean, he could just turn up to Chicago on the night and, and just sit in the crowd and then, oh, it's CM Punk's here and it's not actually him, it's like somebody else. I mean, that's the kind of person he is. I mean, it's all to attract, you know, viewers, really. But, yeah, I'm looking for, it's exciting, definitely. Will it be Braun Strowman instead? <laughs> oh, oh, if, if it is, it's going to be the heel debut because if it's anybody but CM Punk even if they want them to be a baby face they are automatically a heel by debuting where people think it's going to be CM Punk it's it's Adam Shear (laughs) (laughs) as well which you haven't really mentioned yet but this is Friday the 20th of August it's Rampage the second show called is it called Homecoming or First Dance the, the First Dance yeah yeah and it is the day before SummerSlam, is this going to take so much heat off SummerSlam? Like, is it going to take that like, most of the momentum off SummerSlam? Is Rampage going to be bigger than SummerSlam? If if CM Punk debuts at first dance, is that going to be better than anything that happens at SummerSlam? Well, we might as well move on to, to SummerSlam because there's been some pretty big breaking news, and it kind of ties into what you've just said there. Today's news is, and I've got a, a write up here effectively about what's been said. Um, there's some new mandates coming in, certainly in certain states at the moment, where they were toying with the idea of just making everybody wear masks again because of the current pandemic. But now they may be banning mass gatherings, and I think the state in which is it Nevada, where some of Nevada, yeah. yeah, yeah, Nevada is one of the states that might be banning mass gatherings. Which, if it does, has a massive detrimental effect to WWE because basically that means that they can't host SummerSlam and it's going to have to be either cancelled, which it will be, or it's going to have to be put in the Performance Centre or back to the bloody Thunderdome again. Basically, um, Bodyslam.net, which is a reputable website, they're reporting that officials in the WWE, the concern that the stadium side of things is going to have to be cancelled because of the right to COVID cases and because of the mandate that they're going to bring in with the banning of mass gatherings. Um, they said, basically, while speaking to sources within the WWE, They've been told internally that WWE expects that they will have to return to the Performance Centre or another venue for the Thunderdome gimmick within even a couple of weeks, therefore stopping SummerSlam in its current 
presentation, basically. I mean, well, none of us want role, to see that. I know with some role, they've been advertising at SummerSlam, but normally, if it's in like a city, they're like, coming to Las Vegas, they've just advertised SummerSlam. They haven't... I, I haven't noticed that they've overly advertised it as Las Vegas, so obviously they've done that on purpose, so if it yeah. does come to that conclusion, then obviously then well, we we haven't actually advertised this in Las Vegas, I think they were, but obviously well, the situation's changed now. I think you were saying, weren't you, Dan, that at the moment it's only certain states like Nevada, at the moment it hasn't gone nationwide across the country for America, but if it so hopefully, and again, I don't want it to be a talk because we could really do with SummerSlam being in a big arena, um, you know, the crowds. Nobody wants us to go back to what we had, but it sounds like at least for one event we might be doing so. But hopefully it is, if at all, it is going to be, it's just going to be SummerSlam and they can basically stay away from those states that are banning the mass gatherings and just go to the ones that are either having masks or nothing at all. Yeah. Like, I know Florida, that's why obviously AEW is in Florida and had fans and stuff, so Florida hasn't done that. But would you rather see SummerSlam get postponed and be replaced by another event in the Thunderdome and have SummerSlam in September or October? I know it's not the summer. But I don't know if it's a case would of... You want, would you want John Cena on the Thunderdome? No, of course you don't. Would you want Goldberg <laughs> in the Thunderdome? No. You well, don't. You, you remember you don't. when we had um, Austin in the performance centre? That went down well. Yeah, exactly, and you and you don't want WrestleMania in the Thunderdome, but they had it in the Performance Center, which was even worse than the Thunderdome. So if they're willing to put WrestleMania in the Performance Center with no fans at all, they'll do it with SummerSlam. I think Vince would rather have the event than not have it at all. I mean, oh, sure he should come to the UK and have it in London, as he should have done so many times. I mean, surely in Florida, I, I mean. NFL season's off now, isn't it, Jamie? Surely there's a spare NFL stadium, like Dolphin Stadium or even Jane Stadium they could borrow if they needed to. I don't know what the logistics would be of that, but could they go somewhere like that? I think the problem well, is... Really though, is they, WrestleMania, isn't it? Yeah, they, they've yeah. sold out, or close to have sold out in their figures, whatever the stadium is in Nevada in Las Vegas, haven't they? So, with only a couple of weeks to go until SummerSlam, the logistics of saying it's no longer in Las Vegas anymore, everybody gets a refund. And by the way, New York, it's, um, you know, New York, for example, or, or anywhere else, it's now on here and you've got two weeks to buy your tickets. It's just, is it too soon? No, it could be done. If you remember, do you remember that episode when there was some basketball event on? So um, WWE couldn't get in that one arena so they went to the Staples Centre and they all had Lakers jerseys on and like everyone bought out the Lakers Stadium within like a day or something so I know with SummerSlam it's going to be bigger but it, it's doable but it just logistically I'm sure they've got a, a second you know a second plan but it, yeah it does make it a bit more difficult but I think play it by your wait and see it could still go on it might be just be speculation and scaremongering I mean in the UK we're all opening up but with you know our vaccine rates completely different to the States a lot of it I know has to do with the weather as well though, like even though it's the summer in New York, for example, and I'm just using New York as an example, states like that can still be a bit iffy, they know more or less it's confirmed that in somewhere like Las Vegas, Nevada, it's going to be dry, there isn't really any chance of rain, whereas in New York it's very much like the UK, it could still pour it down one day even though it's the middle of summer and a lot of the states are like that on that side of the country, so Again, logistically, it's where do they put it that they can be confident that, number one, they can have a full attendance of fans, 
preferably without a mandate to wear masks, and that it's going to be bone dry on the day. Saudi Arabia. Well. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. <laughs> SummerSlam <laughs> coming live. Oh my god. SummerSlam's live from Saudi. Uh, that's okay. That's 5pm, isn't it? Yeah, 4 or 5 o'clock. I'm happy with that. It's but, uh, Super SummerSlam showdown. It's the greatest SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Soon might win the world title. You never know. It'll be Matt, right. John Cena is refusing to travel to Saudi Arabia. The main event is now Roman Reigns versus Mansoor. And he's going to put Mansoor over because he has to, because Mansoor cannot lose in Saudi Arabia. Take my money. Take my money. I'll pay to see that. Sounds brilliant. <laughs> Mansoor has been losing, though, hasn't he? Now he's on he lost to Mason Teabag on SmackDown. It oh, was, um, my God. Ali, God. Why are they still Chicago. going? Yeah, Ali, he's tagging with Ali. Um, and it was his hometown mm. of Chicago. But because it was his hometown of Chicago, they're like, ha-ha, you're going to lose. But they won the week beforehand, so I think they're trying to build them up as like a will-they-won't-they they tag team sort of thing. They've got nothing else for him, so why not? No, he's done and dusted as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Poor man, so until he wins the world, world title in Saudi Arabia and then drops it the next night. Uh, <laughs> the Miz, three-time WWE champion um, but going back to SummerSlam I, I really really hope I've just got this feeling that it is and they're going to have to go back to the Thunderdome for it but I, I really hope that's not the case we, we want fans we want fans we want these atmospheres and then going into what Jamie said if AEW is able to have the Friday night episode of is it Rampage Rampage, yeah. Have Rampage with a full capacity, yeah, full capacity crowd. CM Punk debut and then SummerSlam, which is on a Saturday, isn't it, this year? Not a Sunday. Have SummerSlam in the Performance Center or the Thunderdome. It's just the wrestlers make the event and the quality of the wrestling in the matches make how good the event is. Of course it does. But by taking the fans away, by taking out however many thousands were going to be there in Las Vegas... It is going to have an effect. People can't say it isn't. And to have a, you know, a boiling hot crowd, a shit-hot crowd, let's say, <laughs> for Chicago, for CM Punk's debut, and then no crowd, the performance center, all those bloody poor LED screens for the Thunderdome, it is going to affect it. It is going to affect it as far as that. But with concerned. WWE, though, they might not have any wrestlers left in two weeks, so you never know. They're releasing everyone else left, right, and center, so... What a Look segue. At segways. Look at what a segue. There it is. <laughs> well, it was a shock, and I don't think anybody could turn around, certainly outside the WWE, and say it wasn't a shock. But, guys, oh, he's been released. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to him. We'll jo- only take Jojo. five minutes. Why do they have to put Jojo in the alumni section? What are they doing? <laughs> guys, what do we think? I'll start with Joe. What do we think Bray Wyatt has been released? <sighs> I mean,. I love Bray Wyatt. He's one of my favourite characters, but he's had so many gimmick changes and they've messed him around so much. It's all that Randy Orton's fault. I mean, look at Christian, <laughs> Big Show, Mark Henry, Bray Wyatt. It's all Randy Orton's fault. Um, I'm just really disappointed and frustrated because Bray Wyatt had one of the best characters and like best backstories and like that mask and. But for whatever reason, everything he ever did, it just didn't work and they couldn't give him a chance. I mean, I hope he goes to AEW or does something else because that man can storytell and everything he does is absolute gold. And you just, you just get sucked in watching him. And, you know, when you watch Bray Wyatt, you just get absolute chills. So 
I'm not surprised he's left, but I don't know whether it's his choice or WWE's choice. Well, but... they have said budget cuts, haven't they? It sounds as if he was a, maybe it was a similar circumstance to Braun Strowman, such massive, massive money that they had to release him. Not they have to because the last figures from the WWE, yeah. the profits were unbelievable. Even though they'd have no crowds because they weren't but, spending money on. But don't you find things. it? Um, don't you find it funny that when a talent gets released, their merch on WWE shop goes in the sale straight away? But Bray Wyatt's been released for almost a week, and his stuff is all still full priced on the on the actual WWE shop. So what does that tell you? That's really really weird. It does make me think: Are they firing him to re-sign him on a on a lower amount of money? And then that's his choice, of course, whether or not he wants to, you know, go back. Um, you know. Has has that come and gone? Um, but I mean, what what are your thoughts on it, Dan? Well, I think it's a big gamble if they're releasing him to then get him on a lower contract. To be honest, pe- people were dressing up as him for Halloween. They loved his character. Um, I know for Christmas this year, I bought the uh, tree ornaments that were the Firefly Funhouse and had that on my tree. And I don't usually buy stuff like that, but I thought it looked pretty cool. But you look at it, and he's such a good character. But if they said to him, "The Fiend character's not working," come up with something completely different. He could. And I remember when he was Husky Harris, you had people like Stone Cold going, this guy's one to watch. He's the next big thing. And a question that I asked to Joe is, when was the last time WWE, not a universal champion, but a former WWE champion? You know, it's, you'd have to go back quite a while to think who was the last WWE champion that got released. Ric Flair. Well, <laughs> you can't really class him, you know, but you know what no. I mean? Like, I'm trying to think who it was. It was, it was somebody, it may have been Jinder or uh, Alberto Del Rio. Um, those sort of errors, it's really hard to think back on that because there's only been like 60 WWE champions and he has won the WWE champion, you know, and he will be a future Hall of Famer. And the fact that the fans are all going, we want Wyatt on Raw, I know it's a Chicago crowd and they're just trying to troll, they're not happy with the product, ETC. But still, if Free Wyatt came back and went against anybody on the roster, everybody would be invested and he'd tell a really good story. I've got a feeling, you know, there could be something to do with mental health involved in that. I know a lot of people were saying, you know, it's a bit strange that they're letting him go. Um, everyone's Every time somebody's released, everyone goes, oh, they're just going to go to AEW. But I think there might be a little bit more to that story. He might be taking a little bit of a break. I think it's going to be one of these wait and see kind of moments. But it's very, it's a very strange one. And Joe told me about it, um, I think it was on the Saturday. He said, oh, Bray White's just been released. And I went, where are you seeing that from? You know, you can see it like kayfabe yeah. news and stuff and like now nah, you, yeah. you, you're lying and then i had a look on wb.com and it said it there and i sent it to you guys and you guys were shocked as well like what is happening twitter blew up he was, my holiday. he was number one trend in the uk and like the uk like wrestling's never trending like number one in the uk but he was trending number one and he was for like two three days i think he's still in the top 10 now what were your thoughts on it then initially jamie well they have said apparently he he asked for it to take some personal time due to his mental health. There was rumours about that as well, as well as budget cuts, that he was having some troubles and mental health issues, which is understandable. His best friend obviously died suddenly last year, didn't he? Obviously. Yeah. Um, Luke Harper. So, it's yeah, so it, it's annoying uh, because as the second best, like, in the family behind Bo, maybe they can <laughs> finally be together and be a tag team and they can be... It could be the Rotunda brothers. Who knows? You can believe in that. <sighs> if only. But I think, I'll, would he come and be like the leader of the Dark Order uh, in like a homage? I don't want to see that. No, I know people are saying that, but no, I, I, 
I don't know what I want from him. I don't even know if I want him to go to AEW. I, um, I, just, I, I, I think I don't know. I think I think he'll be re-signed to WWE. I, 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 I'd like to see him in AEW. Like I said, I prefer the AEW product at this moment in time. So I'd, I'd love to see him there because I think he's amazing and I love him. But I think it was more of a mental health thing just to just to take some time off and then maybe get re-signed in the third quarter of the year yeah. around Royal Rumble time, maybe come back then. After he's been refreshed, he can revitalise his character yet again if he wants to and kind of... Because, like I said, Five Five Funhouse is one of the best things that was going on on Raw and SmackDown. And then they decided to just give that gimmick to Alexa Bliss and just, yeah, yeah, this is our character now. Bye. Yeah, it's been really cool. I don't care what anyone else says. It's been. Thanks for creating this character, but it's ours now, and we're giving it to a girl. I, I just think if I, I agree. I think he will go back to WWE. We said this about Braun Strowman. I think Braun Strowman will go back to WWE. Leave it a few months. Leave it till January. Um, I mean, Braun could even be coming back sooner than that, from what I've read. But, you know, going off the idea, leave it till around January, bring it up back. Fantastic. My worry about if he goes to AEW is he's just another body when they're signing everybody all at once at the moment, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're going to utilise them and use them in the right way. I'm just not confident that they can do it. There's so many main event players all being signed at the same time. Um, but if you take him to AEW... What character does he portray? Does he portray a fiend like he can't portray the fiends, but does he portray a fiend like character? Well, we've seen it. Does he portray, you know, the rednecky hillbilly type Texas Chainsaw Massacre character? Well, we've seen it. The only other type of character that I can see him portray is something like a Malachi Black type mysterious character, which we don't want because we've got Malachi Black, so we've already about, got that on the roast. What about um, what's it called Jack Black from Jumanji? He could be with the Jungle Boy and Jungle <laughs> Express, and he'd, he'd just be there dressed like Jack Black. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine? That would be amazing. Like I'm giving you that one. But um, <laughs> would it, just the would thing, it... though, like, did anybody like if I spoke to like we've watched wrestling all of our lives? Did anybody think that a Mister Rogers demented character would work? But Bray Wyatt made it work with the Firefly Funhouse. He, he He's did. so he smart. Did. He could come up with a complete different character that nobody's even thought of, and he would come in and be like the best and the hottest thing ever. But that, that's Bray, what I'm if saying. If Bray Wyatt went to AEW, he would be world champion. He would be in the title picture. That's why we, we said that if, about we said that about went, so many people though. Come on, and yeah. and they brought in so many high caliber people. I mean, Christian debuted, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to face Kenny Omega for the belt." What's he doing now? He's facing he's the Blade this week. Like, I'm bored. He, did a few, bored of he did a few in Matt John, Hardy, and he because we haven't seen that before. John John Moxley's on Dark this week. Oh my God, sake. Get him released. Get him released. He's, um, he's facing Everise as well from NXT. They just, uh, but I don't think they've been signed by AEW, but they've got a match on uh, AEW. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they just say apparently they are? They have signed. I read something about Everise. I, I know they're making they, a they tag match. Yeah, they got a tag match and they had a backstage segment. And it's really good for them because they were one of my favourite bits of NXT and I'm surprised they got released from there. So I'm glad they got snapped up. But they're so young and up and coming. I get them. But when AEW is signing 
these people left, right, and center. It's like toys in a toy shop. You know, it's like, oh, I've got a new toy now, and throw the other wrestler they just signed away. You know, NXT used to be like it a couple of years ago when they were signing Keith Lee, and then they'd have like Pete Dunne in the audience. Every single takeover, there, somebody new in the audience, mm-hmm. and you'd forget about that last one. AEW's become insane. Like, they signed Christian, then they signed The Big Show, and now they're going to sign CM Punk, and then they're going to have Daniel Bryan. And then you have a look, they're wrestling in dark elevation. They're facing Joey Janela. Yeah, I mean, I can understand with Christian as he's a bit older. I think he's just there to obviously work again because WWE wouldn't sign him off at one point. So he, I think he's just there for the love of wrestling. Mark Henry and the Big Show are there because they're older and consummate professionals and are looking to go more behind the scenes. But if you look at the, la- the last person they properly signed, who's who would you say in the prime besides Malachi Black, that's why Bray Wyatt would be in the title picture for me because... The other signings have been more seasoned yeah. veterans. I mean, I I would put Bray Wyatt in like the movie business. I mean, he's the perfect horror movie villain. Like all the stuff he's been doing, like the Firefly Floodhouse and all that kind of stuff he was doing, like with the yeah. Matt Hardy and that link of reincarnation. I could see him doing his own. Obviously, if he like, wants his own like, franchise, yeah, yeah. If he, if he wants to call quits on his wrestling career now or even in the future he could open up his own production company and be a writer i absolutely can see that i agree with you on that i don't think we're at the end of his wrestling career yet though i do think he will continue for a few more years i just don't know if i want to see him in AEW, and i i don't want to see him in AEW yet let's put it that way because of the reason i've said and for another reason we could i mean we might as well speak about adam cole now it's been reported that adam cole is wrestling in NXT, in the WWE, technically not under contract at the moment, and then he's told people he's not renewing his contract, and effectively he is going to go to AEW. But that's just another body within the next month or two. It just seems too much. I mean, what have we got? So we've got, like like you said, Malachi Black, Christian Cage, if you want to count him within the last month or two, Daniel Bryan, if it happens, CM Punk, if it happens, Braun Strowman, if it happens, Bray Wyatt, if it happens, Adam Cole, if it happens, that's seven people signed or to be signed potentially within the space of two or three months. And the last four or five of them are potential main event world champion players within the company. That's a lot of people to throw in the company at the same time, going potentially for the same title or being within the same picture all at once. If they're going for a different show of Rampage, they might release different titles on there as well. But yeah, but we don't do have, have another world title. There no. only needs to be one. That's no. what I hate. It, exactly. WWE. Yeah. But um, but that they come over to. Would you rather them be a mid card talent on WWE and get lost in the shuffle, or have a mid card talent in AEW and look at that AEW card and be like, every single match is stacked because they're all big names. Yeah, but you look at the, um, you know, with, with AEW, you look at the champion that they got, which is Kenny Omega, and he's a title collector, and he's got all of those belts, and he's feuding with JY on um, Impact, and then he's got open feuds on AEW. Realistically, and Omega's not losing that belt anytime soon. He's not losing any of those belts anytime soon. He's doing the collector. If anything, oh, he's he going to add more titles. the Impact title. I'm fed up with that. Yeah, same. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things that are just going round and round in circles. But you look at WWE. Okay, granted, Roman Reigns is probably, unless it's going to be a shock win and then he wins it, you know, a shock loss and he wins it back the following week. Bobby Lashley realistically could lose that WWE title. And if they said to Adam Cole, well, what do you want? And he goes, you know what? I want to win the WWE title at, at Survivor Series. You know what? If I said to you, 
in three months' time, Adam Cole's going to win the WWE title at Survivor Series. We'd all be like, take my money. That sounds amazing. That's just what WWE needs. But realistically, then if you said to me, oh, guess what? Um, Adam Cole's debuted on AEW and he's just another member of the elite and he's coming out in Space Jam tracksuits dancing. Do I want to see that? No. I'd rather see him go WWE. And even if he won the Intercontinental title in an open challenge or a US title or he tagged with one of his old friends, I can see loads of stuff you can do with Adam Cole in WWE. But if he goes to AEW, he's just going to be another guy who walks out in a tracksuit, parading around with an insignificant title, talking to Don Callis. I can't really see what else they could do with him. Or, I mean, obviously for most people that know, he is in a relationship with Britt Baker, DMD. Power couple, done. There's your what, gimmick. But what's he going to do? She's Both win the title. She's yeah, got a title. He's got a title. Britt Baker's you know. already got Reba, Reba, Rebel, Rebel, not Reba, Reba, not Rebel, Rebel, Reba. Um, it's going to be the debut of the trio's titles, and it's going to be Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and Adam Cole as the first ever trios champions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That sounds dreadful. Why don't you want to see that, Dan? I just don't. Like It's boring. Like I, let me, Let's go make a cup of tea. Here comes another episode of Dynamite. I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, fair enough. It's just, in a lot of cases, it's just clunked together. Some of it is really good. Like I tell you what, I did enjoy that five-on-five five elimination match kicked off um, Dynamite this week, and I enjoyed the main event. But the middle of it was fluff. Like they had some stuff for private party and H2062 or whatever their name is. Miro cut a promo about being God's champion and, and they had some other fluff. in uh, the squash match with their Lance Archer. No, Lance Archer match was really good. They yeah. came out with King Haku. Actually, I did enjoy that, but a lot of it, I'm like, oh God. And then they had the backstage segment where Malachi backs attacking Cody Rhodes and you've got Tony Carr trying, trying to act surprised, even though that he's the one who writes the script. A lot of it, I'm just going, right, this is a bit amateur. I know they will grow into it and they're still a young company, but at least with WWE, yeah, okay, it's a, they, they know what they're doing. And when you watch every week, you know what you're getting with it. But Do you want to you... know? I'm oh, sorry, go on, Dan. No, go ahead. No, 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 go on, finish what you're saying. I was just going to say, you know, would I rather see Adam Cole go to Raw or SmackDown or would I rather see him go to AEW? 100% Raw SmackDown, so much they could do with him, so many titles that he could win, and he is a merch. Give him back the Undisputed Era theme music, put him on Raw SmackDown, and I tell you what, people will want to watch that, but you put him on AEW, they'll watch for about one or two weeks, then he's facing Sonny Kissed on uh, on Rampage. Yeah. What do you Keith guys Lee, think? Keith, yeah. like Keith Lee was massive when he when he's coming up from NXT, you know, like he's going to have the title on him in a few months, he's going to win Royal Rumble, he's going to win Money in the Bank, he's going to win everything, and it He's like he's second match it. on the card. He beat Carrying Cross this week. He gave Carrying Cross his second defeat. <laughs> so again, like you, you say, you like him on the main roster and stuff. Finn Balor, one of the biggest talents in the world, was the first ever Universal Champion and couldn't do anything on Raw or SmackDown, so he went back to NXT. And now he's back on SmackDown, and he was just back on SmackDown. He's been used in a storyline with the world title. Yeah, okay, John Cena. He used in a storyline to push. John Cena, not that John Cena needed to get John well, Cena for the then, title. But then Finn Balor was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to take the title back to NXT." Yeah, yeah but the, the way I <laughs> which he won't do. Two potential matches, title matches were made on SmackDown this week. You had Finn Balor and Roman Reigns. Now that challenge has been accepted, and all it takes is Finn Balor to go. Well, that challenge has been accepted. Doesn't matter if there's a contract. I want to face him next week on SmackDown. You know, before SummerSlam, and then it'd be. Finn Balor versus John Cena. I know it's not going to happen, but if you saw us, Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns on SmackDown for the Universal title, 
that sounds like an epic match and they're using him properly. Uh, but the other one that they did was uh, Selena Vega came out and challenged Bianca Belair and Bianca Belair accepted. But then obviously Sasha Banks came out, they had a tag match and Sasha beat up uh, Bianca Belair afterwards, which is leading towards a SummerSlam match. But if you listen to the segment, they've made the match. It's going to be Selena Vega versus Bianca Belair. So at least they're, they are elevating in certain ways and we are seeing some fresh new matches, which is quite nice. But you know, with AEW, you're going, oh, here's our new talent. And they're just going to be available to watch on YouTube in three weeks' time when they're um, facing somebody you've never heard of. But Raw, every single match on this week's Raw was a rematch. Yeah, but we're yeah. used to that with Raw. It's been like that for the last year <laughs> and a half. Oh, do you know what? I was just about to do a big sigh then. Who wants to hear the two pieces of news that's just popped up in the wrestling world? Number one, Luchasaurus will be at the Wales Comic Con. Oh, and second of all, Impact Wrestling has announced it is leaving Twitch, and the only way you'll be able to watch new episodes of Impact is to sign up to the new YouTube membership scheme. So we'll all <laughs> be doing Red. that, no doubt. Yeah, YouTube. Is it still called it's YouTube Red? I thought they changed it now. It's YouTube Live yeah. now, isn't it? YouTube Live, yeah. yeah. It's where Cobra Kai started, and we all love Cobra Kai. Well, we do indeed. We? we do indeed. I still not watched it. I still need to watch the Karate Kid 3 right. and the next Karate Kid. <laughs> no, you don't. Watch that. So, no, I don't. But the Impact's no always been difficult, though, isn't it? Like, I watch Impact by watching the clips the next day on Facebook, and I can watch the majority of Impact through that. But um, you never know where Impact's going to be, especially in the UK. I mean, you think there's rights and, and the different networks and streaming has been bad in the US. Over here, it's gone from Bravo to Challenge to Free, free Sports, sports to um, the Wrestling Channel, back to Free Sports, to Sci-Fi, to, yeah, I, awful, absolutely and awful. They had a really good pay-per-view this weekend, um, Impact Homecoming, and it had the debut of Aiden English as the Drama King, and he's going by his real name. And I tell you what, I looked at the results of that and thought, I'd love to watch that if that was on telly. It looked like a really good show. And uh, Diana Perrazzo and um, the Drama King ended up winning the Homecoming King and Queen. It looked like a really good, unique one-off show. And yet, I can't watch, well, we can watch it in the UK, but if you are to ask me, how am I going to watch Impact? It'd be like asking me to solve the Krypton Factor. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't tell you where I need to find Impact. You know, and I'm a, a wrestling fan. I like to watch everything. And even I'm I assuming, couldn't tell you where I need to watch it. I'm assuming it will be shown over here in about a week or two's time, delay on one of the channels. Potentially. On free sports. But I'm probably going to have to watch it. Like, I've watched little bits of it on Facebook, but I've come to the realisation that's just the way I've had to watch it. I'm not going to be able to watch the full show. And you're thinking, well, that's an exclusive pay-per-view that your wrestling company is releasing. And I have no idea how I meant to watch it because Impact is one of the most up-and-coming brands out there. They've, you know, they've got Jay White appearing on their show and he's a must-see champion. Yeah, I don't know how I'm watching it other than watching it on my phone on Facebook, which is not what you want from your company. And I think they really need to sort that out. I'm on Impact's UK and Ireland's Twitter page now, just trying, just out of interest, to see if they advertised Homecoming or how you can watch it. Now, I can see them sharing things. Oh, mm -hmm. this is happening, or this happened on Homecoming. But, like, Nothing. nobody is... I mean, to be fair, they don't get great comebacks on their UK and Ireland Twitter page. They get, like, a couple of retweets and a couple of likes, and Oh, there you go. Subscribe and watch it. So you can only watch it by subscribing to in the Impact Plus subscription service in the UK. Yeah, so that's and, and nobody's and nobody's doing that. So. No, hundred percent not. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. <laughs>
in the last hour or two, um, since certainly since we've started recording, the very trustworthy, and it is trustworthy, WrestleVotes Twitter um, handle, um, who seems to get all the information, they have said, Source say SummerSlam is happening at the um, Allegiant Stadium. It's still the plan with the event being just two weeks away. WWE has had conversations with the city and venue, and as of this very moment, all things remain on track. So let's hope. Um, we did gloss over it earlier, but Ric Flair's been released for anyone who cares. Ric Flair drip, yo. Ric Flair's in the well, building. Yeah. I, apparently, I mean, apparently yeah. wasn't happy with Charlotte Flair's booking and gave Vince McMahon an ultimatum and said, "You either do this or change it up, otherwise you let, or otherwise I'm going." And Vince went, "Tara." <laughs> yeah. Did you I see think... the peso? They usually go WWE is te- come to terms on the release of Braun Strowman, for example. We wish Braun Strowman all the best in their future endeavors. And Ric Flair was literally WWE has come to terms on the release of Ric Flair full stop. Yeah, but how many I times have they released that flair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. What, he's got a lot left in the tank, if you ask Mark Henry. He's going back for one more match. God, he's gonna, he Allen is going to go to AEW, though. He is going to go to AEW. He's, got, he's going to Impact, and he's taking that no. Impact title off Kenny Omega. Can no. you imagine next week on Impact, Ric Flair versus Falabar? <laughs> Will they put him with Andrade in Impact and give him a third manager just, in the space of about three, four weeks? And ju- just to see Charlotte coming over. Was Andrade on AEW this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Charlotte. Yeah. You've just watched the episode, Dan. I watched it in three parts because it bores <laughs> me that much. Uh, I to stop and start it. Was Chavo Guerrero there. still his manager? Yeah, yeah. Right, for now, anyway. And um, next week, Taryn, he's going to tell you how to take rubbish off your doorstep. <sighs> oh, I wish, right. He definitely needed that when he was in Newport, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> in um, yeah, I did. In, um, <laughs> I ain't commenting on that. Um, <laughs> the last piece of AEW news this week: there was a conference call with some investors, um, and very much like Vince McMahon does for the WWE and the investors, there was one which Cody Rhodes took on, and there was a question from one of the digital spy journalists who asked about you know is AEW still on track for wanting to bring the um wanting to bring them to the uk wanting to put on a pay-per-view or just a show or a house show tour or anything like that um and cody Rhodes, i listened to it it's on youtube if anyone wants to listen to it he effectively said any company that doesn't take their company to the uk isn't a real wrestling company. He recognises how big the UK market is. He recognises how much money and growth that they can get from it, and they know how much the UK want it. He did say, however, there were originally plans to bring AEW over to the UK, and he wanted the Cody Rhodes Anthony Gogo match to be in front of a UK audience. That's what he wanted. He said, because of the pandemic, though, and even though the UK are opening up now, especially England. He said all plans for a show in the UK are on indefinite hold and they have drawn up for, I think, about uh, certainly till the end of the year, if not the next year, the next rolling 12 months, they have drawn up their tour schedule and the uh, the UK does not appear on it. So he said it sounds as if for at least the next 12 months, AEW will not be appearing in the UK unless things change, but it is all to do with the pandemic. Well, that's just the thing, though, because... WWE are scheduled to have their live tour next month in the UK. Yeah, and none of us are going to that. 
No, why would we? Are they doing just house shows in the UK? Or, well, are, fair, or are they doing Raw and SmackDown taping? There is a Monday Night Raw one. Like, every other one says oh, WWE Garvey. Live, and then O2 says WWE Monday Night Raw, so you'd oh, expect well, it will, to be. Yeah, but, if you want to watch um, live wrestling, though, in the UK, um, Doug Williams, if you remember him, he's facing uh, Bronco Brendan White in Rev Pro in Southampton this weekend, if you want some wrestling. Will that be on the network? Um, I don't think so because it's Rev Pro, but a lot of the stars that are on the network are wrestling on that event, and it's going to have a lot of eyes on it. So um, watch and you know watch this space um, because it's supposed to be massive. But there there is a, it is available to stream and watch. But yeah, massive event happening in Southampton. If anybody's down there, watch uh, Newport's finest, Brendan. You're not driving back to Southampton, Dan and Joe, to go watch that. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. It's um, restrictions are easing, aren't they, on the weekend? So party. This is the thing as well, though, because the US, like I said, are closing up. As, as a Brit, we can't go to the US because they've closed the borders. So how are they I don't know, how are they coming over to us to do a tour and then going back? Well, they've because... said that um, American American come over without quarantine yeah. and they left the restrictions last week. But um, I, I think they do it on an entertainment visa because um, Iliar Dragunov is booked to be on NXT next week. And obviously he's living in the UK. You've had Walter who's come over once or twice. And obviously Dewdrop who's gone over there as well. So there's ways of doing it, but I think they do it on like a media visa to get them over. But it's you know, circum certain circumstances at the moment. Wonderful. No. Daniel, I believe you have, well, you and Joe, I believe, or certainly yourself, have taken one for the team and watched this week's episode of The Bump, because I certainly won't be watching it. Uh, well, yeah. I like how you said take one for the team. This is the most excited part of watching uh, wrestling each week. This is, where people, this is where people turn the podcast off now and unsubscribe because they don't want to listen to what happened on The Bump. But I understand they had their version of the Slammies, the Bump, I can't believe I'm even saying it, the Bumpies. They did, um, they're half year. So they're every half year, they've got a half year Bumpy. So I'm not going to say like rivalry of the half year. I'm just going to say rivalry. And then I want to see what you guys guess, see how close you So are. we're going to play a little game, are we? Guess yeah. who won. But it's only Taryn and Jamie because Joe read what I wrote down on my bit of paper when he came home from work. So oh, Joe knows the answers. Um, right. So just throwing out there for it. So Joe doesn't, you know, Joe knows the answers. So we'll just say you two. That's so fine. I will tell you the brand it's with as well, if it's NXT. Uh, if I don't say it's NXT, it's the So these were categories and awards that were given out. Yeah, on this I'll run through them in order. Bump, yeah. yeah, so the first one was Rivalry of the Half Year, and it, it was won by an NXT rivalry. Oh, God. I don't watch NXT anymore. Let's go for... Um, Gargano Jim. and Champa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think of. Let, let, let's go for... Um, the, 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 Carrying Cross and Keith Lee because they're no, the only ones I can think of that were It wrong. was Adam Cole and it was Kylo Riley. Oh, fair enough. Oh, okay, which, fair enough. That would be Which sense, is still yeah. going on now. They're just about to. Well done. Those. Have a bumpy. Have a bumpy, you two. Um, moment of the year. And this was WWE. Uh, this was WrestleMania, actually. Moment of the year. Moment it's of the, the zombies. Year. It's the zombies. We know no, it's that the was zombies. a backlash. WrestleMania um, backlash. Um, so that will have <sighs> been. I know what it is. Um. <laughs> Oh, go on then, if you know what it is. It's fucking... Sorry, guys, for swearing. What's it called? Bad Bunny doing the like the body spot. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be, isn't it? No. There's me coming up with something sensible, like one of the women winning the... Te Bianca Belair winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. And it came yeah, it's Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny doing that. Is it the oh, crossbody? Is that exactly yeah, what so it, it was? Just, it just said no, Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. No, wrestling at WrestleMania. No, that was moment no. of the, the half year. <laughs> 
Oh, so we'll move on to GIF of the half year. GIF of the half year? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how do you even become a contender for that? So, like, um, what the last GIF of the half year was, Twitter, right? do you remember when Adam Cole was stood by the um, the entrance and then Keith oh, right. shoulder so, badged him and he went flying? It was a GIF everybody was posting. So, so they're basically saying the GIF of the half year is, is almost like moment of the, uh, a moment that's been turned into a gif online that's like it, yeah. a two or three second clip that's it a gif will it be uh, uh go on you'll have to give us a clue is it nxt uh, raw it, smackdown it, raw. it happened raw. at raw, raw raw within the past month it will be um oh something to do with go on no it's something to do with bobby lashley spearing someone Nope. Is it is it the Miz in his chair falling down the ramp? <laughs> it should have been. It'd be a lot better. No, you remember Ricochet did the crossbody off the top rope to John Morrison? Who's oh, sitting on the yes. Thing, yes. And he, he fell backwards onto a nice... Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that and say that that's not even a gif and they're just making something up to because they couldn't give that as moment of the year. We all know the gif of the year was, was Mandy Rose slipping at WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah, Mandy. Um, so your next one, there's two answers on this one. The best dressed. The best the dressed. Bobby Lashley. No, no, both wrong. Morrison. No. What? Sonia Deville and Seth Rollins. What? Fuck off. Move on. <laughs> um, I don't even know what this means, but social moment. Social like, moment. Something yeah. that happened on Twitter or YouTube or something. I'm not even sure. And the winner, I'm, I'm not even sure why they've won it, but it's just social moment. Okay, um, let's say um, Becky Lynch announcing she's had her baby. Well, no, that's, Liv it's Morgan. half year. It's half year, so it's in the last half year. I thought she Morgan. had it in January. Um, so, no, it's not that. It's just Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is social moment of the year. What? Because, he, because, he, brought, because he brought Logan Paul over. I think it was to do with his dance. Like, he was there dancing, and they were showing a gif. Like, yeah, carry on dancing, Sami Zayn. That's it's what what they showed a gif? Wow, was that GIF of the year? <laughs> that should have been GIF year. of the year. It's not, even, it's not even half year. We're in August. That's eight months of the year. Right. No, absolute crap. <laughs> Move on. Right. This is what was... And you can see why nobody watches The Bump. Hey, I watched The Bump. What was, <laughs> what was match of the year? Match of the uh, year. It... Okay, was it Raw pay-per-view, Raw, SmackDown? WrestleMania. 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 Yeah. Match of the year. Bianca Belair versus Bianca Sasha. Sasha yeah. It was Bianca Sasha. Yeah, I, I don't agree that that is match of the year, but I knew they'd pick that. And what is social, social... Uh, no, we've already had social of the year. No, social no. superstar. Somebody who's social a social superstar. superstar. Yeah. The Miz. No. The social superstar, Liv Morgan. No, it's Bailey. Oh, well, she was really good on Twitter. She was. No, no, she, no. Was, she was good on Twitter. No, no. She, and, she, um, she, no to be fair, she was the only one who properly stayed in character on Twitter and stuff. It was basically like, when she got injured and she's there in a hospital bed saying, this is all your fault basically <laughs> fuck you all fans and she's there in bed and she she was she, she didn't break kayfabe online so we'll give that Perfect. please and tell me that's the last one no we've got three more um <laughs> the last one is, is like a normal one but um okay. the next two are weird um so this one's you're not going to give me the right answer on this one um gamer of the year gamer of the woods no no you'll think it's xavier woods but it'll be it'll be um someone who's is it a woman or a man it's a man it is a man Tyler Breeze beat him as well but then got released so he's not getting it I'll say it's someone that we're not even thinking of like Drew Gulak what did you just say Jamie it's Tyler Tyler Breeze Breeze. 
He's been released. How can they have him? How can they give a release superstar a bumpy? Well, he won it. What? And, um, was he there to accept the award? Yeah, he came on stream and everything. He came on. So he's been released by the company and he came on flagship I mean, bumpy. To accept a bumpy, my good God. You guys haven't any... seen what those trophies look like when you get He's not had any bookings, has he? He's not had any interest since he got released. My good God. Right, who is Lifetime Achievement? Lifetime Achievement? I mean, that could really go to anyone. It's probably gone to someone who makes no sense or doesn't deserve it. No, I'm talking doesn't deserve it over somebody else. Like the bumpies have any type of recognition. Um... <laughs> Lifetime achievement, Mick Foley. Um, no. is a coming superstar, yeah. Yeah. What? The, only one, the only one, the only one realistically that I'd say deserves it would be Randy Orton. Karen, do you want to rethink yours? Approaching twenty. Now I'll say Roman Reigns. No, it was Drew McIntyre. Oh fuck off! <laughs> and no, finally, super, superstar. It was, to be fair, he was. He was. To be fair, he does deserve it. He was back in Braveheart with William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> <He> was. <laughs> Who was superstar of the half year then, guys? Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's your bumpies. Was Roman Reigns there to accept the award? Of course he wasn't. It's the bump. Did he send? Did he send the Usos? No, they don't. They just think they went here. It is, and there's a, a screenshot of this. Oh, there's Roman Reigns. Job done. Was Drew McIntyre there to accept the lifetime achievement of what the David Attenborough Award? I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention. So I can't remember <laughs> if he was or he wasn't. And to be fair, he probably started speaking in his own doubt anyway. Because he's like, I got a sword. Is that all right? Cool. It's made out of the bones of the Loch Ness Monster. You know, I, t I told you the polystyrene uh, rock that he put the sword yeah. in. I told you about that last week. Yeah. I, I said to Joe, somebody should start a Twitter like Drew McIntyre's polystyrene rock and everybody would follow it. Like it'd be like Mitch the potted plant. But he put his sword in the stone and then he saw that Vera and Shanky were there and he just took the sword back out of the stone. He put it in the stone, then he took it back out of there and then he threatened them. It's like threatening them with a knife. Well, no, you would do. you take it out of the stone if there was somebody coming towards you, wouldn't you? But they weren't coming towards us. They were in the ring, and then he just there was some like, shenanigans in the ring, and then he just started pointing the sword at people, and then he actually went to swing it at one of them. I think some, there's been loads of kerfuffle from WWE legends mm -hmm. saying, "Well, you wouldn't take a gun to the ring." Uh, actually, Stone Cold Steve Austin did that, and he clicked it, and it said, "Surely the kerfuffle should just be the absolute stupid booking of doing that in the first place of him carrying a sword to the ring in general. His character doesn't need it. It looks stupid. It's poor." Dan's left the conversation because he agrees with how bad it is. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I suppose that that's the bumpies, isn't it? You know, I, I await with bated breath the end of year bumpies where we can all have this conversation again about how bloody fantastic they are and how Mansoor now, no, Keith Lee deserves the Lifetime Achievement Award. He does. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Um, Joe, I hope you've written a quiz. Yes, I've read a quiz. Right, good. Let's get away from the bumpies. Let's get on to the quiz. Jamie, you'll be happy to know that there was a quiz last week hosted by Dan, and it was between me and Joe, and I was victorious. I won it all. Uh, I demand a recount. You don't need one. <laughs> I got the point, which puts me on a quality three points. Joe on four, Jamie on six, and Dan on 11. So, Joe can't get a point this week. I can get it to four points on level with Joe when I win this week. So, what have you got for us? So, it's ten questions. It's all WWE-based. Um, 
Mine's not bumpies. Most of them are summer slam themed. There's a couple of questions that aren't summer slam themed, but most of them are. Honky Tonk Man. Hey. I'm good. Question number one What was Naomi's first stable called? What was the stable she was in? I thought these were SummerSlam questions. I can remember when what they used to the say when it? they put their hands together, but... Oh, I know now, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's Unity! Fine. Yeah. Question number two. True or false? Wade Barrett has a degree in marine biology. Is that true or false? Joe, with your first one, is it, like, first ever, like, when she came out of NXT and she debuted, or is it when she was part of a stable when um, Becky Lynch and all were there, like, a first proper stable? Because the team that she was in wasn't really a stable anymore of a tag team. I'm going for a stable because stable. there was three, from what I remember. Stable, three people. I've got two answers, depending on whether you mean tag team no, or stable. No, he's only allowed one joke. Stable, three people. Oh, if it's three people, what... Three women, or a man and two women. I'm trying to Just telling the answer now. Why not? You might as well. Okay, question number three. What year did Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio fight for the custody of Dominic? It has to be that year. It's got to be. It's got to be. Jamie, what year did Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio fight for the custody of Dominic in a ladder match? What year was it? Lovely. Question four. I've got this in the bag. <laughs> Question number four. Um, which is the only superstar to open SummerSlam and main event SummerSlam in the same pay-per-view? He's the only what? one to ever do it. So he opened the show. Oh, okay. And right. then he then main evented the same show. Okay, I think... Okay. No, he's gone. He's had enough. <laughs> Joe's left in the discuss of Jamie Googling the answers on his phone. You can hear him Google. typing, can't He's you? had two he weeks off. I'm not a computer. He's had two weeks off, two weeks of not getting any points, and now he's having to Google all the answers he is. <laughs> Look at Joe, he has had enough. Quick, Dan, give us a question for question five, innit? Here oh, he is, he's do. back. Here he is. Here he is. Right, That's go on, Joe, point. question five. Sorry about that, my phone cut off. I do apologise. Uh, Not acceptable. <laughs> question five. <laughs> What's going oh, on here? Uh, question number five. True or false? Hulk Hogan has never lost at SummerSlam. Brother. Uh, okay. What about what about um, the America character? Oh, here we go. I'm joking. He never wrestled at SummerSlam. <laughs> Question number six. What was John Cena's job before becoming a WWE superstar? What was what, sorry? John Cena's job before he no. became a WWE <laughs> superstar. No idea. I'll just guess. Okay. Question number seven. Hassan Hamid Assad is the real name of which WWE superstar? Yes. Is it previous WWE superstar? Or current uh, I'll give you a clue. They're a manager now, but they are a WWE superstar. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Okay. I think. 
Question number eight. Where number was eight. Adam Where was Adam Cole born? Oh no idea, I'll write that. Okay. Question number nine, question for Jamie. What NFL team did Pat McAfee play for? No idea. Uh, question number 10. The British Bulldog had an actual Bulldog, but what was his name? <laughs> yes. he, had a, he had a couple He had a couple Bulldogs. I'm, I'm talking about the main one. Okay. Yeah. The, the famous one. Cool. The one he inducted the, into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> You all ready? Yeah, yeah we so. So, what was the name of Naomi's first stable? Well, the Funkadactyls. Oh, well, Funkadactyls was the name. Yeah, of I didn't the, even think about that. Funkadactyls was the name of the tag team, but Team Bad was the first actual stable. I put Team Bad, Team B A D, Team Bad. Because the Funkadactyls were Naomi and um, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, but so as TBAG was the first stable, the the fucking dactyls were like a tag team, weren't they? Yeah, so they're not a stable. Yeah, so I got TBAG, but yes, you were the fucking dactyls. Right, uh, good. So, so we're saying team B. If you count Brodus as well, though, he was a funker dactyl. <laughs> he was. A, he was a funkasaurus. Funky's gonna roll. Question yeah. number no, two, Jamie, you false. get no points. Question number two, true or false, Wade Barrett has a degree in marine biology. Is that true or false? True. 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 And his, his brother used to be the store manager of Sainsbury's in Newport as well. Yes, true, he has a degree in marine biology. Uh, question number three, what year did Eddie Guerrero fight Ray Mysterio for the custody of Dominic? <sighs> See, I put. I've got a feeling now it was two thousand and three, but I put two thousand. I went off. I went five because two thousand two was Kurt Angle versus Reims, uh, the Ray Mysterio oh, one, wasn't it? Two thousand five, yeah. Jesus, was it that late? You get no points because <laughs> one night stand was two thousand six, wasn't it? Something. Oh, it must have been before then. Yeah. Uh, look, that damn one up. now. He's not dropping any points. <laughs> I'm not having that. Not having that. <laughs> Question number four, who's the only superstar to open SummerSlam and then main event that same SummerSlam? Bret Hart. No. I went for Seth Rollins. No. I went for Randy Orton because did he not have the first match and then cashed in against Daniel Bryan when Triple H turned on him? Close. No, it's Alberto Torrio. So Alberto Torrio had like a six-man tag match as his first match and then he came out at the end of the last match to cash in his money in the bank lad uh, his money in the bank contract in SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Randy Orton might not have been the first match then. I'll Google no. it just to check. Look, he's yeah, I'll be Interior. I'll be Interior. That's why I, I, I thought it would have been someone who like defended each title, you know, so they had two belts and you defended both of them that night. That's what I was going for. Yeah, Nothing. he had like a six-man tag match. But the first match lost. at SummerSlam 2013, where the main event was Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan, was Rob Van Dam versus Dean Ambrose versus Randy Orton. So you you definitely know he googled that before, and <laughs> no, I'm lying. It's not, it's not. I just I just checked. I was lying. 
It was um, <laughs> it was Rob. In fact, no, that was the pre-show. Rob Van Dam versus Dean Ambrose. No, it was Bray Wyatt versus Kane. The first one. So I was winding you up anyway. Joe, you uh, see right. what I have to deal with when I when I'm a quiz host and people head up on me and say no, like when I do the Harry Potter quiz, and they're like, it's not Laviosa, it's Leviosa. Shut up, you dick! I'd say. <laughs> right. right, go on. Question, then number five. I know what you mean. Question Dan. number five: <laughs> True or false? Hulk Hogan has never lost at SummerSlam. True. So, true. Yeah, it's true. Good. Is it true? Question number six. What was John Cena's job before he was a WWE superstar? Not a clue. I put gym manager slash personal trainer. <laughs> I, I, I put no. bodybuilder. I put mechanic. No, he was a limo driver. Christ. They repair their own limos. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven. Hassan Hamid... Assad is the real name of which WWE superstar? Montel, Montel Vontavious Porter. Porter, MVP. Yeah, correct. Jamie MVP. did not get that. Excuse me. Uh, question number eight. Where was Adam Cole born? Panama City. Florida, no idea. Pennsylvania. No. Yes, Jamie. Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It was lies. It was Google. Well, the worst part is, I did Google it before the quiz because I was looking to make sure he was still with Britt Baker. So I actually looked at it beforehand to see if he was from Chicago, to see if he would debut instead. But then it's yeah. Pennsylvania. Question number nine. I did Google, but before the quiz. <laughs> Question number nine. What NFL team did Pat McAfee used to play for? No, I did. I put, I put the Lions. I put the Broncos. Dad is right, it's the Colts. Hey, Colts. And who Colts, yeah. The Colts. Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts. Colts. He's a kicker they got Indianapolis a, they got a, a, a Hooshorn, what do they call yeah. it? Yeah. I knew they were blue. It was either Colts or Lions. <laughs> who? I don't. I couldn't name a single player that plays Or Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. They are Swift. Swift. Running back. They've just got Jared Goff. The LA Rams to swap Stafford with God. And a Green Bay Packers. Sure we've got are. Aaron Rodgers sure for another year. Yay. Okay. Question number 10. What is a British Bulldog's Bulldog called? Matilda. 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 Matilda yeah. Jamie yeah, didn't know that either. All right. <laughs> All right. What's the scores on the doors then? Seven for me. Five. Jamie. One minute. One, two, three, four. Five, six. Dad wins oh, here we go. Please. Well done, Daniel. So it's Dan on 12, yeah. Jamie on 6, Joe on 4, Aaron on 3. Wonderful. Oh. Thank you very much for that, Joe. I bet Brad's still beating Taryn. <laughs> he was deleted <laughs> off a long time ago. A long time ago. Go on then, Jamie. Where can people find us on the socials? Well, you can find us at Grapple Cast Show on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And make sure wherever you are listening, whether that be Spotify, whether that be Apple Podcasts, press that follow button so you never miss an episode. Lovely stuff. Any crap anybody wants to mention, nothing to do with the bumpies before we leave it for another yeah, week. Yeah, make sure. 
Make sure you watch NXT UK this week. They've got a 30-minute Ironman match between A-Kid and Jordan Devlin on NXT UK this week. It's going to be a, a bomb Between a kid? A-Kid. Oh, He's from uh, Spain. Honestly, A-Kid, brilliant wrestler. He's going to be one of the next big things to go across to NXT and to WWE. It's going to be, be an his absolute show-stealer. That's incredible. Jericho versus The Juice tonight on AEW Dino. Viva La Rasa. See you later, guys. Hey, <laughs> enjoy your mighty meaty. Ta-ra, guys. Bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for The Rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What?